0: Good morning, everybody. We've got a mostly lower trade in the grain markets here on Friday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down three and a quarter at 6.07 and three quarters. March soybeans down eight and a half cents at 14.17 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat down seven and a half at 7.82 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat down five and a quarter at 7.91 and a quarter. March spring wheat down four cents at 9.40 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. We're up to 3,600 subscribers on this channel. My goal is to get to 5,000 here in 2022. I think we can do it. I know you guys are out there watching, and I think only about 20% 20% of you are subscribed. So if you have not subscribed, but you're watching consistently, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner for $49.99 a month. I've got a subscription service. You should certainly check it out this weekend. It includes my morning email that goes out every business day, right before I start these live streams at about 6.20 AM central. You'll see a Every overnight headline of importance, um, a bunch of weather information for both South America and the United States, all of my grain marketing recommendations um, included in that is also a text message service. You get market updates and uh, you get my subscriber only videos sent via text and also via email every day. Yesterday, I did a video regarding interest rates. I've had a lot of questions from subscribers regarding interest rates, how to hedge interest rates, how the increased cost of borrowing is going to impact them on the farm or elsewhere uh, here in 2022. So if you're interested in some more in-depth information like that, I do things regarding grain marketing, um, uh, different things like interest rates that will affect you, all sorts of different items, guys, give that deal a shot. A lot of trade chatter regarding China and uh, the potential for more U.S. soybean purchases. I heard rumors yesterday indicating that China had purchased uh, U.S. beans anywhere from a million up to two million metric tons. Um, A million metric tons is about 37 million bushels, guys, just for reference. Um, Some believe that this could have to do with the phase one trade deal. Uh, The Biden administration has mentioned this recently and they've talked about how China has fallen short. Others believe it could have to do with crop problems in Brazil and slow farmers selling in Brazil, or perhaps the rumors are simply false and traders are looking for a reason for the big rally in the bean market. I don't necessarily know that that big rally in the bean market had a ton to do with South American weather yesterday. I didn't really see anything big uh, on that front, but um, maybe it's it's partially South American weather. Maybe we're still discounting smaller crops in Brazil and Argentina, but maybe these rumors regarding China Uh, Maybe there's something to it, and uh, we haven't seen a flash sale. Maybe we'll see something reported here today. Uh, U.S. exporters are required to report any sale above 100,000 metric tons to the government within 24 hours. So if if there was a sale here over the last couple of days, you should see it reported at 8 a.m. Central here either today or perhaps on Monday. Uh, To get to the Russia-Ukraine story, the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken he is meeting, I believe, as I speak here, with Russia's Foreign Minister uh, to discuss the Ukraine situation. Uh, I believe this meeting is taking place early this morning in Geneva. Uh, Both the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov downplayed any prospect of a quick resolution ahead of this talk. Uh, The the Russian official said, "This our proposals are extremely concrete and." We await equally concrete answers. Blinken said this ahead of the meeting. This is a critical moment. You're right. We don't expect to resolve our differences here today, but I do hope and expect that we can test whether the path of diplomacy or dialogue remains open. We're committed to walking that path, to resolving our differences peacefully, and I hope to test that proposition today. Uh, The US to this point has promised only sanctions, not any military action if an invasion occurs. Some people believe that an invasion is imminent. Other people believe that maybe it's, it's not so cut and dry. But in any case, guys, this is a big deal for the grain markets. If there is an invasion, if there is any disruption in export uh, shipments in particular— out of the black sea region that is a hugely friendly item potentially for our wheat market here in the us and also for our corn market that uh, black sea region is a huge export hub for wheat Uh, ukraine is a big corn exporter they've provided us with some competition here in recent years so this is certainly a story that we need to continue to monitor i wouldn't be surprised if something happened over the weekend and if something does happen over the weekend uh, be prepared for some volatility come sunday night certainly U.S. ethanol production improved last week. We had a nice uh, bump in production, 1.053 million barrels per day. That was up uh, 4.7% on the week, up 11% versus the same week last year, up 1% versus the same week in 2020. Now, perhaps of concern is what I have on my screen here. We've had this big surge in ethanol stocks. Ethanol stocks have risen 19% from their October low. They sit now at their highest level since February of 2020. So that's an indication to some that, yeah, we're producing a lot of ethanol but we're not using it. Uh, Ethanol prices have not really cooperated with this energy rally. So ethanol production margins have declined fairly quickly here. We went from uh, a situation where U.S. ethanol plants, given spot margins, uh, were able to clear well over a dollar per gallon back in late November, early December. Now those margins have retreated and are essentially back to break even. Now, ideally, if you're an ethanol plant, maybe you locked up some of those better margins, you know, six weeks ago. But um, there, there are some things that cause for concern here. This spike in ethanol stocks and the fact that margins have retreated a little bit. More rain is headed for Argentina. They're going to see quite a bit more rain here over the next seven days. Uh, South Brazil and Paraguay are going to be a little bit drier. There'll be some rain there. I think that the situation is is kind of like this. I think it's probably too late for these rains in Paraguay and South Brazil to really uh, save the crops in, in those areas. I think the damage is done. I think that's why you've seen these big crop... Uh, uh, reductions in regard to crop estimates. Now, Argentina is a different deal. They're not as far along. Crops are not as as mature. The early planted corn is is. Uh Uh, Probably not going to be saved at this point, but your later planted corn, your bean crop in Argentina still certainly has a chance. The uh, head agronomist at the Rosario Grain Exchange said this yesterday in regard to production cuts. There was a change in the dynamic, and that change means we won't have to make a similar cut in the near future in Argentina, and the situation will probably not get worse. Losses are not expected to be recovered, however. So there have been some losses, but they're not expecting things to get worse here, given the forecast. The Fed is likely to signal uh, an interest rate hike next week. So they've got their meeting, their monthly jan- uh, meeting for January on Tuesday, Wednesday next week. They'll have a, meet- uh, a statement rather following that meeting on Wednesday afternoon. A vast majority of economists believe that the Fed will telegraph a 25 basis point uh, Increase to its benchmark rate in March. So we're looking for this first rate hike in March. A couple of economists believe that the rate hike could be as big as 50 basis points, which would be uh, a very substantial jump. so when you look at rates and the general trajectory here, this is a nice chart from Bloomberg, uh, we're looking for rates, you know, by the end of, of 2022 to be around 1% in terms of that benchmark Fed rate, which is the key, that's the overnight lending rate. You can't borrow money at, at that rate, but that's where big banks can borrow money, essentially. Uh, by the end of 2024, we're still talking a number just above 2% in terms of what's being projected. Uh, we have been in a in a bear market in regard to interest rates for 40 years. In the early 1980s, the Fed fund rate was peaked at what 19 or 20 percent. It was it was extremely high, and we've done nothing but trend lower in regard to interest rates since then. Uh, we were essentially at zero from 2008 through about 2015, and then they they gradually uh, increased rates prior to COVID. COVID hit, we went back to zero, and now we're talking about raising this benchmark uh, Fed fund rate from. 0% zero up to a rate of like 1%, 2% uh, over the course of a couple of years. The other thing that um, the Fed is is planning on doing or is talking about doing is unwinding their balance sheet. The Fed uh, in the process over the last 13 years since the bank bailout in 2008, they have accumulated a phenomenal amount of assets on their balance sheet. And this, this really wasn't a big thing until uh, the bank bailout in 2008. And essentially, to put it real simply, this is kind of how we create money in this country. At the Federal Reserve, they push a button on a computer and money is created out of thin air. And then with that money, the Fed buys from the government treasuries. They also per- purchase mortgage backed securities. And that's how we create money. So the Fed balance sheet was like a trillion dollars in 2008. Uh, after the bank bailout, it spiked up to two and a half or three trillion. We're at almost nine trillion now. Uh, it more than doubled uh, after COVID here just in the last couple of years. So they want to peel this thing back. They want to start unwinding these assets. Uh, it's going to be tough to do though. And the projections are that by the end of 2024, this Fed balance sheet may only be down to about 7 trillion from from about 8.8 trillion currently. So it's it's going to take a long time. And this is assuming, this is, this is all the, the trajectory here, assuming that we don't have some other sort of crisis, some new COVID variant that, that kills the economy, uh, some sort of other uh, economic catastrophe. Uh, one of the concerns that I have and that a lot of people have is what happens when the stock market loses 20 percent? You know, in 2018, the Fed tried to move away from these uh, easy money policies and the stock market fell 20 percent and and they couldn't. They had to pivot and, and go back the other way, get back toward these easy money policies. So I think there's a lot of questions regarding this whole Fed thing. Uh, in regard to um, you know a lot of you guys who are watching if you 're farming the interest rate situation is is Certainly gonna present you some problems when it comes to borrowing costs. My bigger concern actually is that we see the Fed attempt to raise rates several times, right? And it results in, in some sort of shockwave across financial markets where you see the stock market sell off sharply. Uh, you see a collapse in some of these other outside markets and maybe it brings the grain markets with it. I th- That's actually my bigger concern. Your borrowing costs are, are going up. They've already gone up. That's probably a guarantee. My concern though is that the Fed kind of sets off like a chain reaction across financial markets. Maybe that concern is not warranted. Maybe maybe that sort of thinking is too extreme. But that's actually my bigger concern personally when it comes to this Fed action is that it causes a chain reaction of selling across the financial complex. And we're already starting to see the stock market weaken up a little bit. And, and that could become accelerated if the Fed gets overly aggressive here. They're really walking a tightrope. And I know that they want to support the market. But at the same time, they want to get away from these easy money policies. And it's hard to do both. At the same time, the cattle market was higher yesterday, or I'm sorry, lower yesterday, marginally lower in fat cattle, uh, marginally lower in feeder cattle. Cash cattle was uh, 136 to 139, I think kind of ballpark boxes were up. Up yesterday, we do have a cattle on feed report after the close today, so be prepared for a little bit of volatility on Monday, depending on what that report says. The U.S. dollar is marginally lower. The s and is down 23. The Dow is down 90. Uh, bonds up almost a full handle. Uh, precious metals are lower. The uh, crude oil is down a dollar 16 in the April WTI 83.49. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.